Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Surfa CBD, grown by surfers for surfers to help you maintenance your body after a lifetime of surfing. Follow us on Instagram at surfa, S-E-R-F-A, CBD. Use promo code late night with chalky at checkout for 20% off surfacbd.com. Earthpack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earthpack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. Earthpack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yeah, boys. Our guest this week, former WCT veteran that had a very successful professional career. He was the 2000 Rookie of the Year. He's won numerous events and some of the heaviest lefts on the planet. Cloud break. How do these guys have Chopu. such big balls? Excuse my language. Hey, after 14 years on the Dream Tour, him and his twin brother worked on a documentary and two If by Sea, which chronolo- uh, chronolo- chronological <laughs> chronologically that's a hard one, <laughs> that's a hard one right? <laughs> I knew I always put something chronologically. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> About their lives, you know, um, which is uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on every platform. Shout out to Justin Purser. And they also created Camp Hoggood, which, um, you know, helps mentor young surfers, which is insane. And we're just super excited to see what this guy's all about in his busy life with Salty Crew, Desert Surf. He's involved in a wave pool in Palm Springs. Other stuff. I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> Let's hear all about the day in the life of the better looking and better surfer of the twins. The Damien, not the douche. Not yeah, the Damo Hoggood. Can I count myself, man? Damien. Oh, hey, you know, Damo if we had your brother, I would have said the same thing. Oh, he's yeah, he's yeah, better yeah. looking and better surfer. Dude, yeah. Dude he's got hair. Yeah. 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 He, this guy's got hair. What are you saying, bro? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, I do we're that, we're I... with the better looking Hobgood right now. Dude, don't worry. I do the same with you. You hear that, CJ? Yeah. No. Don't worry. I do the same thing with my kids. I'm like, you're my favorite. I'm like, really? No, I'll tell them you're my favorite. Hey, yeah, you said I was your favorite, but then you told that to him, too. I'm like, yeah. That's, that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Well, thanks 
Bud, for coming on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm stoked. Thanks Super stoked. It's, been, it's, it's kind of been a long time coming, right? Yeah. I've been, we've been yeah. trying to make it happen, and uh, yeah. Yeah, busy lives, and you know, we, we have no shortage of, of guests, but it's just timing, you know? Yeah. Like just scheduling the scheduling. hardest part of podcasting, yeah. I think. Yeah. Is it? Wow, okay. I don't think you guys are going to have to help me with that, because I don't know. I'm not like a podcast Loke guru, but neither are we. I do. Okay, perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but it is our March is our third year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's quick. I do remember when you guys started, and I was like, "This is gonna be awesome." Yeah. And then, uh, it's yeah, turned into wow. something really pretty amazing and rewarding because people like yourselves and and the shops that we put on the uh-huh. show, it's fun, it's cool, and it's yeah. You know, we're just we're just promoting like. Good people and, and positivity. Well, dude, and, hopefully, and good hopefully, I'll sink the ship here. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was doing great, and Davey got on the show, and dude, I don't know, ratings went down. Hey, this is where you plug sink or swim, bro. Yeah, <laughs> swim exactly. So, well, so, uh, let's start at the beginning, man. Satellite Beach. Okay. Take us, take us back to the origins of the Hobgoods. Yeah, Satellite Beach, Florida. Um, kind of a sleepy little little beach town, and. I had CJ, obviously my twin brother, another brother, another sister. Oh, no, excuse me, one sister. And my dad loved surfing. My mom loved the beach. And it was just like, dude, what do we do? We were in this small house. We got to go somewhere. Let's just take him to the beach. Yeah, let him run amok all day. Yeah, kind of kind of no different than you guys or probably what a lot of parents do today. Yeah. Got to keep them busy. Was wow. Satellite Beach like... A surf town, surf community. It or? wasn't. It was more like a retirement, kind of like old, a little more little, sleepy, little super sleepy. Everyone kind of left in the summer. We had some snowbirds in the winter, and but it was just it was a small town. But I mean, it was you know, and it was a, a barrier island, so we were on the on the beach, and then right behind us was the river, the intercoastal waterway, so we could we could fish all day, we could surf if there was waves, um, and that's just kind of what we did. Yeah. And how were the waves? It was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> it was. You didn't realize that because Garam, you think it was probably fun every day and like yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, but... I mean, not really. I do remember going like, "Gosh, when are we ever gonna get waves?" Uh, but then probably maybe the beauty in that was we started traveling at a really young age. Like, yeah. Parents like hooked you up. Or... No, dude. I remember like it's so funny. Like I don't even know how my parents like thought this was. Or they're like, "Yeah, that's fine." Um, like thirteen years old going hey mom we're gonna go to costa rica with some friends and like we're gonna go all summer and she's like okay and and uh, i'd be like gosh how'd you guys listen and they'd always be like well you guys had each other yeah you know and i'm thinking like dude i don't know if i'd let my 13 year old just be like hey we're gonna go to costa rica for a couple months and like you know i'll let you know we'll come back yeah and be like okay cool those were the good Different old times huh? yeah so and, backtrack though your dad surfed right your dad yep. surfed. Um, he obviously he got you guys into it, but is uh, your the other brother is your older brother? No, so CJ's he's technically my older brother, even though we're twins. Yeah. Um, and I have a younger brother okay. who I think's maybe like four or five years younger. Okay. And then a younger sister. Who's, so you two are the oldest of the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you you were introduced to surfing by your dad. Yeah. Right. Now, do you remember, like, what kind of board he got you on? Well, I remember in the beginning, we used his old boards. And it was, I mean, there was one was a single fin. 
Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And the other one was this, like a fat like plug of a single fin. And we kind of messed around on those, and then somehow we got one other. Somehow like someone found a board and like something. It was like a three-fin board, tri-fin. So we're like, hey, this is the one. And then we were kind of messing around with that and. And then randomly one day, and it's so funny, I don't know how I did it, but he went and bought a new surfboard. And I don't know if it's Brand new or used. Brand new. It was wow. brand new. And he bought it for CJ. And he came <laughs> home and was like, dude, check this board out. And I just started crying. <laughs> I was just like, I was just in tears, like just gutted. Like, how could he buy a new board for CJ and not me? Like, this is crazy. And really. It was clearly his favorite. Yeah, clearly it's there, but that was true. But, you know, looking back on it, it was just basically like, dude, he didn't have any money, and somehow yeah. he must have just had enough money, and he was like, dude, I think I can get one board. Thinking, like, we would both be stoked. Yeah, share it. Yeah, and I was so gutted, and I think he felt so bad that he... So wait, did he come home and say, this board is for CJ? I don't know if he said it was for CJ, but CJ just, now that Took I look it. back... I don't think my dad ever said anything. Yeah. CJ planned it. This is my board. Thanks, I'm older. Dad. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for my new board. This is insane. And uh, and uh, my dad was probably like, uh. And then I just probably saw me crying and just. And then he felt so bad. He's like, okay, let's just get in the car. We'll, I'll get you one. And then so and then I got a new one. Yeah. And then we ended up having you know new boards, and that was pretty insane. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, growing up, I mean, you, you said you were 13 when you got the, that board, right? No, I was, no, those were 13 when I started going, like, on trips internationally. Okay, okay. But I want to say we were, like, nine. Okay, when you yeah. got that board. Yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah. you know, one to nine, you're sharing fucking everything, pretty much, right? Yeah, and it was just, yeah, and they were, like, his old boards were so bad, and, like, yeah, and you can't share. I mean, you can't really share a board. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't like, hey, you go out for ten minutes, no. and then I'll go out for ten no minutes. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. We made it work though somehow. I don't remember. I, I, I just. You remember the like shaper the like the board like no, design in the air spray? The one like this one of the board looked exactly like a Jerry Lopez like. Wow. Like kind of fat, a little up front, and then we came to like a full pintail. No, swallowtail. Like, a super swallowtail with a single fin. Yeah. Like, the whole back was really pulled in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember that board. So, was your dad a pretty decent surfer then? Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, but he you was know? into it. He like, was he into was it. He just loved it, yeah. 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 
and he was a full fisherman and all that too. You know, he wasn't a huge fisherman. He loved fishing, like in the like kind of the back bays and stuff like that. He wasn't really much of an ocean fisherman. Yeah. Um, but but um, I don't know. We just kind of he just be kind of became a we call them like river rats, like because we'd just be like little rats running around a little dinghy and yeah. playing in the water and. Sounds like a good life right there, dude. Sounds yeah. like a fun, like, yeah. I, act, you got all kinds I'm, of activities. I'm visualizing it just, it's warm, you're pretty much in board shorts, yeah. and yeah. you're running around, you got water all they're surrounding huck, you. They're and huckleberry fins. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. Like, living the life of... Yeah, you'd get, you'd jam to your neighbor's house in your boat, like, you know, and then you could, like, and then, and then, uh... And then you'd like go sleep on islands and like, dude, we're gonna sleep on the island tonight. You know, which yeah. I don't know how we did it because there's so many mosquitoes. Yeah, it's crazy. Did you have tents and um, and other. No, we would just like sleep balls. outside half the time. It was weird. Like when I think back <laughs> about it, I'm like, dude, that was weird. And then we'd like, well, I remember when someone got wood one time from like some development, and we like built a ramp like on one of the islands. Wow. And it was like we we're like a half pipe, like, but you could only get there by boat. And it was like Your you would a little yeah. boat over. Yeah, wood, and you made your own half pipe. Yeah, wow. It was I. I wasn't just me. It was yeah. like a whole group of people. It was yeah, like sure. The whole community. So was there a lot of like river rats? Oh yeah. Out with? Yeah, totally. That's cool. Yeah, totally. What What about like when the waves did get good? Was it like everybody ditching? You know, when the swell came in because it was so lacked of surf. Yeah. Um, I mean, most people did. I probably didn't ditch as much as I probably should have. Or. <laughs> Or maybe looking back, maybe I should have done more, but yeah. you know, I definitely would wake up early and surf and then like come home and like always surf. Yeah. If there was waves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just figured, you know, it's kinda of slow, there's not a lot of waves and you get that like waves are coming. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We do that over here on the west coast, you know? Like all the time. Yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah, take advantage. I yeah, I didn't do it as much as Was there uh, <laughs> was there like a little hangout surf shop? Was there a local surf yeah, shop? Yeah, so there was like a this, this surf shop called Natural Art. Yeah. And um, it was funny because actually Todd Morcom was running the team. Wow. Todd Morcom. Todd Morcom was running the team and he was in high school and we were in junior high. So after in the junior high and high school right next to each other, which was also right next to the surf shop. So that we'd come to the surf shop, we'd, he'd, we'd run like surf practice, full surf practice. Todd Morcom was running the show and it was a really good time. And then we'd come back to the surf shop. And then I remember like needing some things or like wax or something, and they'd be like, "Hey, look! If you clean all the glass, sweep up, you vacuum, like you guys can get some some wax and some stickers and yeah. stuff." And be like, "Killer, easy, yeah, let's do that." First, that's what we used to do. Of, uh, sponsor. Type. Oh yeah, I don't know if it was yeah. a job or yeah. a sponsor. I don't know what you could put it <laughs> under. Like we, we, yeah, I mean that surf shop culture, that life of yeah. like. Getting those stickers, wax, you're putting the stickers on your book bags or a freaking refrigerator, yeah. your skateboard, your sur- any, anywhere and everywhere. And it was just like... Todd Morcom was ripping back then too then, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. Really, really good. So he was one of the guys you guys were like, whoa, that dude's like going to be pro. He's in the magazines. Yeah. And I think it was something how like, I think he could get off school early if he did this, the, the, ran the surf team or something. And it was like... So it was kind of like he had an angle. He had an angle, and it was, it was a really good time. I mean, yeah. it was, and you know, we were then we'd go back and hang at the surf shop and just be little, little shop rats. And yeah, it was just it was really because he was sponsored already, right? Like Quicksilver. Yeah, I think he was so. Already on Quicksilver. Yeah, I think so. So, um, 
who else was yeah any yeah, other who pros else was there like any other pros that you guys looked up to yeah or? i mean obviously the the you know when the contest would happen you know the lopez's would always come over there was uh you know josh wilson was really good there was a guy named chad oxner that was really good uh, there's even a, a guy named Mike Lee who actually lives down the road now hmm. that um, surfed with us a lot. It was really good. There was a, re- I remember just maybe just because it was me, but I remember being like a really really good group of people. That's cool. And it was really hard to like to beat them. Yeah. Was, yeah. So like you know we always talk about how Florida has produce so many freaking good surfers. world class world class surfers big wave chargers tour you know rippers how do we how do, how does that happen <laughs> yeah I, I mean the only thing i can think of a little bit was like i said like we were traveling at a young yeah, age yeah. So that's we what were, keeps yeah we were exposed up. to like a lot of different waves at like a young age yeah and um so I think a combination of that and just really trying to like, um, just really take advantage of everything. Like yeah. if there was waves, it was you were always taking advantage Hungry. of it. So so yeah. you had somebody like Morecambe to look up to, and who was? When did you guys start surfing contests? Well, we were kind of surfing the contests <clears throat> at like around that time too. You know, we probably started surfing like eleven or twelve, and maybe like ten or eleven. Right around that age, and then... Uh, were they ESAs or NSSAs? Yeah, it was ESAs and NSSAs. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a fucking ton of kids, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if there was a ton, but there was... The kids that were... Excuse me. The kids that were doing it were pretty dang good, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's a re, it's like the whole coast, you know? So it's yeah. not just your your local town event. It's now you're... You know, when you get into those events, you're, you're, you're with the best of the best yeah. all the way up and down the coast. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're seeing guys that you don't surf with every day, and when you get together yeah. at an event, you're like, "Whoa, shit, that guy wasn't like you know." Just in a month in between contests, like you see people like step up or fall off. And yeah, yeah. So who who was your guys' first sponsor? So uh, our first sponsor was GNS. Nice Natural Art. Um, I don't know those kind of stand out. I think those are the first ones. Kind of yeah. Hard. Was it like a package deal? The bros? Yeah, I'm sure it was. It seemed like most of the beginning sponsors were that. Yeah. So, um, so who won their first contest? CJ or I don't even remember. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Were you guys in the finals together quite a bit? You know, as <clears> later <throat> on, for sure. Um, and maybe in the beginning, I don't quite remember. But um, yeah, I think we were. Yeah. Yeah. Would you get pissed at him <laughs> if he beat you? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I get pissed if anybody beats me. Yeah. I don't want a sibling. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I, I mean, did you guys yeah. keep track of like, okay, you, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm went four to one. Rankings. Three to one. Yeah. You know, it was weird. Like, I can't really remember that so good. I know it happened and yeah. I know that we were, but. Because that's uh, probably your, your biggest competition was your brother. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely for me. I really focused on him. I'm yeah. like just really trying to beat him, and like, I mean, I'm not sure if he was as focused on me as I was at him, uh, but maybe he was. That rivalry, like whether it's a brother or a twin or just yeah. another kid, like 
at school or in the local beach. I mean, that's what freaking gets drives you. you. Yeah, that's what yeah. fires you up, man. Yeah. There's always got to be somebody that you got to be like, I I want to take him out or, I, you know, like I want to surf better than that person. Yeah. You know? Were you guys winning a lot of contests, those amateur contests? I think when we got a little bit older, like not in the beginning, like not like we're definitely not in the 12 and under and even 13 and 14. I don't know if there was like a lot of winning. Maybe there was a little bit. But as we like kind of got like 15 and 16, I think there was a, a bit more winning going on. You're coming in your, into your own? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, like, how, how long did you ride for GNS for? Not that long. It okay. was like, um, maybe like, I don't know, two to three years. And then Billabong came in and picked us up. Ooh. Yeah. I, I think and, I remember uh, seeing photos of Billabong. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was when like... Uh, the both Paul, of you. Yeah, Paul Gomez was running the team. And um, yeah, it was kind of the team to be on. And yeah. Those guys were like, you know... Yeah, the Lopez brothers were on yeah, there The too, Lopez right? brothers were on there. <clears throat> um, they were stacked. Yeah, it was a cool vibe for sure. It yeah. was super cool. Now, vibe. did you want to ride? Was that your first choice? Do you remember? Did you want to ride for quick? Because Morecambe rode for quick. Or? I, you know what? I, I can't remember. There, was, the, I'm I'm a little bit older than you, but those were the two brands. Yeah, like, yeah. You were either on the quick, you know, team uh, or yeah. the Billabong team, and after the that, best kids were on those two. Brands. Yeah, that was yeah. the two. Yeah, I I mean I do I did feel like Billabong was was you know the brand the best I, brand I, I thought yeah and um, yeah so. I don't know. It's maybe they had a team that I like better, or yeah. that it was just the guys. Or yeah, they had Mark Acalupo. That course yeah. that was yeah, the brand. But, but you also need to have like a local hero too. No, that, I'm just saying, looking up to a guy on a, on a team, oh, like for sure. yeah, like that. Yeah, you know. But yeah. I know the quick start was insane too. I would have been stoked with anyone because yeah. obviously, you know, Kelly was uh, quick, quick. You yeah. know, I do vividly remember like. When Kelly, I think he hit 18, and he signed, like, a big deal with Quicksilver. The million-dollar contract? Yeah. Well, no, this wasn't the million-dollar. This was when, maybe he was only 17, I don't know, but it was, like, basically, I remember the word on the street was, was three figures, so it was over 100 grand. Yeah. And everyone at that time, everyone was like, dude, it's three-figure contract. It's crazy, <laughs> dude. I know. And I'm like, whoa, dude, that is pretty gnarly. And then I was like, see? Look, you can make a living off surfing. Look, and because every at the time everyone was like, "Dude, it's a hobby. You can't do it." Yeah. All the teachers like, "What are you doing?" And you're just like, "Ah, oh, whatever." And uh, and then when that happened, I remember being like, "You're kind of using that as leverage." Yeah. Like leverage to miss school, leverage to what, whatever. Yeah. yeah I could. You know? I, this is yeah. Like, look at you. He's doing. He's he's look what he got. Like, why yeah. can't I do that? And he's from Florida. Yeah. yeah, he's from. He was like the 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 hometown here that you could really go, tell people and point to him. And yeah, like, look, I can do that. Yeah. And, uh, so so Costa Rica at thirteen, you guys did a, a couple months. Yeah, we had the Garsons. Remember the Garsons? Like just I don't know if you remember, but uh, so Kyle Garson and the Garson family had bought land down there. They were mm. just doing stuff down there. And they're like, dude, come down anytime. Like, post up. What, what part? Like the Hakka? It was, it was like outside of Hakka, the Hermosa area. Hermosa, yeah. Yeah. So it was, I think they had the first little shack on the beach there. Yeah. And we were, it was insane. There, there seemed to be quite a other few, like, Florida families that, like, 
pioneered it pretty early too. Yeah, yeah. they were going down there a lot and um yeah, I probably learned more there than almost anywhere. Yeah. Because, like, that beach break is, is pretty packs a punch. It's pretty hard. It's, it's hollow. Yeah, it's pretty unforgiving. Like, so, you, I kind of learned a lot on that beach break. Yeah. yeah. Like, first, you know, because you grew up and it's pretty soft serve and small. Like, yeah. this is, like, proper. Yeah. You know, and it picked up. Don't be short break. Yeah. Well, it's it kind of like, like a Huntington. It broke pretty far out in big yeah. swells. Like, a yeah. lot of challenging, like. Playa Hermosa? Yeah. yeah. And current. And, I mean, it could be, you know, just like any beach break, you didn't call most swell. But, yeah, yeah, I remember it being pretty, yeah. pretty heavy water. So, first international trip was Costa Rica. Yep. For a couple months, they, mm. both of you. Yeah, but then we would go back every summer. Yeah. After that, we would like I think we did like four or five years. We just like because summer in Florida is definitely flat. Yeah. Till a hurricane comes, it's pretty much gonna be flat. Oh. So. And where's where is Satellite Beach compared to everywhere else? And like from. Well, and then here's the here's the map I yeah, pulled tell, up. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's basically just below the Cape Cape. So you have Cape Canaveral here. Okay. And then you got Cocoa Beach, and then you got an Air Force Base, and then just south of the Air Force Base, Satellite Beach. Got it. So you're pretty close to where yeah. Slater. Yeah, it was up. pretty close. I mean, basically, the only thing that was separating our towns was an Air Force Base. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, kind of like Seal and Huntington, you got that little, mer- you know, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, it's narrow, pretty but... similar. Yeah, pretty similar to that. Yeah, you know. So, um, amateurs, amateur wise, you you surfed all the NSSAs yep. and the ESAs. Mm-hmm. Um, you were winning them. Well, I would say winning. I don't know if I remember totally winning them, but I think I was doing good. Like yeah. we were kind yeah. of always in the finals, like kind of placing high. Yeah, whether it was. First, second, third, or fourth. There's kind of some around there. But enough to get noticed and get sponsors and right, like right. travel. Yeah. And then, and you had the, you and your brother both had the eye of going pro someday? Um, I don't know if it was so much the eye going pro. It was just like, we love this. This is something that's just so insane and just so just... How do we keep doing this? Yeah, yeah. like what do we got to do? To keep <laughs> we say that all the time. Yeah, what do we got to do? Still say that today. And what do I got to do to keep this this gravy train going? Yeah. And then it was so it was just it was all mainly out of that, and it was uh, it, it, and it just was like, well, dude, maybe like maybe we could become professional surfers, and and then and that allow us to keep doing it. Yeah, so. Billabong, you're riding for them as amateurs, right? Mm-hmm. Now, did, did you guys do the nationals? Yeah, we came over here. We came to Oceanside a lot, did the nationals. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was... I don't know if they were doing it at Lowers yet. I can't remember. I can't even remember where it was at, actually. It was Oceanside and Huntington yeah, or Lowers. Yeah, Yeah, like, maybe transition to Lowers. So, did you guys trip, you know, like seeing... Kids like Lar, other kids, you know. Uh-huh. That are I was way older. From here. Yeah, it wasn't that old. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? In different parts of the country. Because you're, you know, you, you're surfing good. You're sponsored. You've got confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you go to other places, you're like, damn, man. Like, I thought I was good, you know? Yeah, it and definitely then, was pretty overwhelming a little bit. Like, yeah. wow, dude, there's so many good kids. Especially NSSA Nationals. Like, it's the cream of the crop. Yeah. Right? But you know what's funny? I remember doing the the ESA, and Jay probably remembers this, 
and then they had the like the U.S. Championships. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so it would rotate. So one yeah. year, one year it was on the East Coast. Then the next year it'd be on the West Coast. And then Texas. it would be in Texas, Texas and yeah. then it'd be in Hawaii. Yeah. So they would rotate in those four things. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like Texas was the funniest thing ever. Like yeah. I'm sure people will never forget those trips. And yeah. and you know, but the cool thing is we got to go to Hawaii and yeah, it was a that was a real trip to me. Yeah. Those ones. Yeah, um, I remember Right before Texas, I broke my ankle and I, I couldn't go do the U.S. Championships, and I was so bummed because that's like your pinnacle, of like before you turn pro, like yeah. do the best yeah. you can. And try You're to sixteen, like, working at HSS, right? Yeah, it's just turned seventeen, or I don't know. Yeah, did you just want to go to Texas? I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I for sure didn't want to go. Like I went to the. I went to I don't know. I went to the Florida one at Sebastian one year, and I caught like two waves. Like, it was sunny and killer. Yeah. And then this, like, five minutes before my heat, the wind picked up, like, 20 knots. A black cloud came and it just did this, like, crazy storm uh, during the 20 minutes I'm out. And then it just passed by. And it was like... And you're just... Did that just... Again. Yeah. Did that just happen? I just yeah. went out in completely, totally different conditions than the rest of the day and got hammered and yeah. freaking lost. I was like... So when yeah. did you start making your, your treks to Hawaii? And, and did you do that like every year? Or? Um, you know, we did. Because at the time, I went surfing for Rusty. Um, went from Billabong to Rusty. And then um, it was awesome. Rusty was sent us to Tavarua. Then they got... Um, then they ended up renting Jerry's house at Pipe. Were you guys still amateurs? Yeah, we're no, still amateurs. No, wow. like we're talking like 15, 16. Yeah. Damn. And then we're going, we're going to. Hawaii. So you didn't ride for Billabong that long. No, it didn't seem like. Yeah. Uh, maybe two years. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. And then, so then we got on Rusty, and then. So sorry to keep interrupting. What? <laughs> it's just interesting, you know, yeah. like the Billabong thing, right? And then, like, who who hit you up from Rusty? And so it was that was Peter Tonnen. Peter Townen was running PT. the. Uh, he the just started running. Well, it was Darren Brillhart, and then I think with and then they then they had PT come on. So it was Darren and and uh, PT, and obviously Rusty. And then they're like, "Hey, let's do something." And I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be insane. Look, we can go to we're gonna get to Tavarua because Billabong had a huge team. Yeah, and we and we were from Florida, and it was just kind of like you know this small fish in the big pond yeah and so we're like Dude, I think we can get I think we can do some rad stuff with Rusty get more exposure go yeah. travel yeah and so they were sending us there and then and uh, and the really rad thing is dude they were sending us Hawaii and they'd rented the Jerry Lopez house like right on the thing and at the time like no one was none of the companies were renting on that beachfront hmm. it was like they would you know I think Volcom still had something down at V-Land and they would like kind of no no one would really pony up for the really good house, yeah. And no one was living like right there. And dude, those are some of the best times maybe in my surfing life, dude. I bet like fifteen if, years if, old, yeah, at Pipe, but like just the North Shore in general. You typically surf like the spot yeah, that's yeah, right yeah. convenient in front of you because it turns on, it turns off. Yeah, like the sort, you know, there, it might be super crowded. And there might be a window, you know, like yeah. how many sessions have you just and this was kind of Slid before out. like cams were like cool and even yeah. between like even before like everyone knew the swell or mm -hmm. like what the wind was exactly going to do. 
there wasn't really like as much forecasting and no one was really even kind of into it even if there was so you like jay was saying you're right there and i remember like so many times like something the wind getting weird or something happened and we would just sit there all day and all of a sudden it would like turn in the evening and we'd be like let's go and we had like a lot of windows that that i you know i just don't think i mean i probably know for a fact I'll, I'll never get again yeah, yeah some some of the best barrels you've gotten in those little probably short windows where yeah, yeah. you're out the days where there's 200 guys out and everybody's going for the shot but it's so it's fun. the minute that yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, hour you know hour before like sunlight hour right before dark mm-hmm. midday so when did you guys start surfing big waves in costa rica or okay well, you know it was kind of in costa rica for sure um but then because like you know but I don't even know if they... Pipe. Yeah. We're talking pipe. And you're young. 15. You're yeah. 15 fucking years old. And you've, you're you staying at Jerry Lopez's house right in front of pipe. Yeah. And you're expected to surf pipe. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know? and uh, But I think it was more just like, hey, look how crazy these waves are. Like, we might never see this again. Like, dude, let's just go out and see what we can do, or see how we can fare here. And it was kind of more on the more on the premise of like, if we never get to come back here again, like, how bummed would we would be that we didn't even try. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what kind of fueled. I know that's what fueled me. I think it fueled CJ too. You know? would, would you guys sit there and like watch it and go? I don't know, man. Like, well, we, it'd kind of be more like we sit there and watch it, and some someone would finally break and be like, "Dude, I'm going out." <laughs> and then you're like, "What, dude? He's going out?" Like, I guess I'm going out. And then like, get the board, and you'd be like, and you'd be like going out, and then like you kind of hear heckles on the beach, like, "Dudes, it's too big," or "What are you guys doing?" You know? And so you like, so your ego would kind of get a little shot down, like, "Dude, is this stupid?" Like, yeah. I don't know, like. I can't let my brother go out alone and like show me up. So then we just end up being like, yeah, whatever, and just go out. Yeah, and it ended up being sick. Cause you know, for for all surfers out there that won't ever or you he's know, talking about himself, but he's saying all surfers. Shut your mouth when I'm talking to you. <laughs> but dude, like think about that. Like not very many people in this world can experience pipeline like you guys have. Right, and like when 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 I when I think about pipeline and I think like the experience of that, right, and even the lead up to that, like okay, you, you Rusty picks you up, and one of the big mm. perks is going to pipeline, staying at Jerry Lopez's house on Rusty, right? Yeah. But then you gotta order boards for pipeline, right? Uh-huh. Like that would be a trip to me too, because you're like. You know, you're ordering boards for pipe, like they, they, a six six, a six ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Rusty would and probably already have those. Like, hey, we're we're making a bunch of boards for you guys. Like, yeah, they kind of they definitely they, they helped us out. You yeah. know, like, yeah. oh, this is probably what they need. Yeah, let's just make these. Boards but in my them. mind, they're not going down second reef pipe. They don't need anything over six ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like all those things that you have to think about. You know, being. A new surfer to pipeline. Yeah, but you you already have that that notion of like if if you're at 15 and you're considering being a pro and you're going that, you, yeah, you're expected to go and at least charge. You know, maybe yeah. you're not you know maybe you're not going to be a standout or maybe it's going to be difficult to catch waves, whatever. But if you don't go do that, you're you could pretty much just 
Write yourself off. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Like, Which has happened probably. Quick, quick sell, you know, like my early years at Quicksilver, they say the same thing. Like, dude, if you don't go charge pipe or not, but just yeah, North yeah, Shore, yeah, yeah. then like, you're not going to be on the team. Like yeah. that, that was their, their MO to all the guys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and that was a motivation for, for you know, that was kind of the motivation or whatever, but it was never CJ and I's motivation. No. You know. Just take advantage of the Dude, I got to take advantage. Day. I might never yeah. see this again. They might never invite me. And that was the kind of the, what kind of initiated us in. And then we, and then as we were doing it, we're like, dude, this is insane. Like, this is the best ever. Like, I got the biggest barrel of my life. Like, I do remember getting my first barrel of pipe, like, jumping back out. CJ, gonna fit a car in that thing, dude. It was so (laughs) wide. And like, really? Yeah, dude, you gotta get in there, dude. And it's like, just, just, you know, and then like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I just—I mean, I have—I vividly remember one session. It was actually funny. It was like spring break right now. We went to Hawaii during spring break, and we didn't even totally know. Like we're just like, oh, just go over there. And there must have been some like bombing late swell, and it was like too big most of the day. And then we're like, and we kind of saw it almost clean up. And Michael Ho was out. He was the only one out. And he was surfing like second. We're like, dude, Mike's out. We gotta go. I guess it's good. And we second served, reef, you said. Yeah, I was like, say he was serving second reef, but you could kind of tell the swell the was coming in. down a little bit. And we paddled out, and it like, still to this day, like, like just perfect pipe, and it was like, it was. And Mike came in, so it was like CJ, myself, a guy named Kenny Kozak, another friend who'd come over. Maybe one other person I can't remember. It was like a I can't remember, but it was just like and just trading waves and just like it was just maxing like perfect pipe. Wow! And it was yeah one of those sessions that will never happen again. And I just was like tripping. I still trip on it today. Did you guys get any uh, like beef with anybody over there? Or I mean, of course, there was probably always something a little bit, but we were, I mean, we were, I mean, we came from Florida. We were, I felt, you know, and maybe someone will say different, but, you know, we were, we always treated everyone with the utmost respect. We understood the rules. We understood how it worked. And, you know, we didn't get out of line. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, you showed it, respect and got respect. Yeah. And it just knew like, hey, look, like. We knew that, hey, look, if we're out surfing and the boys paddle out, we paddle in. Yeah. We're not. Most people would be like, oh, dude, we'll just hang out. I'm like, nah, dude, because what if I <laughs> accidentally get in his way yeah. and he's pissed? I'm going in. Like, yeah. these guys want to surf. They you got, crumble away you know, and you get in the path of paddling. Yeah, like, something yeah. accidentally could happen. And we're like, we're not going to let that happen. We would just go in. And we understood the rules. We're like, watch this, dude. Someone's going to do something wrong. A fight's gonna break out. Something's gonna happen. All the boys are coming in, and dude, we sneak back out, and we're like, dude, it's a sandbag. All the boys come back out. Get out of here. So you know how to play cat and mouse, and, and dude, yeah, you just kind of and like some people just would like wouldn't know the rules and wouldn't, yeah. and, and it was and dude, and, and when we first started going out, we were young, dude. It was a it was a it was a scary time, but an awesome time. Yeah, because it was like. There it was, was regulated. It was extremely regulated. Yeah. There were fights all the time. Anyone who remotely got out of line, remotely did something wrong, was like, um, they were sounded. There was yeah. no, 
There was no one. We miss those days. And there was no <laughs> one getting away with anything, you know. And yeah. it's, and, you know, and, and and you know, I'm not saying that it's the right thing no, or, or whatever, not. but I'm just saying, hey, everyone knew the pecking order. They knew where they were in line, yeah. like what their position was. Kept and things if, safer. And you if know, you got out of line, part. you you paid the price. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you wish some of those things could be in place still. Yeah. It's you know, a little community. Just to keep There's it a re- lot of regulated. Yeah, it's a little <clears throat> tight piece of you know coast. Yeah, you know, and what, it gets packed. What was your uh, first shot in the mag? I don't. Know. I, I think it was like a little <laughs> cutback shot of like yeah, me and like Sebastian Inlet or something like doing a cutback <laughs> shot. Was Sebastian like, Inlet still good when? Yeah, it was really you good. Was that like yeah. the lowers, right? Yeah. right? Like the, if that's if you had yeah. a weekend. But or see, I mean, that was a cool thing about it. Like I learned the pecking order at Sebastian Inlet. Like yeah. dude, it was like Crawford, Fudge, Coon, um, you know, Mahato. Like dude, and it was like dude, if you got along, you were just getting, you were never gonna surf even near the peak again. Yeah, and it was like okay, like oh, this is how it works, and like. Yeah, those guys are freaking relentless, dude. They were like, dude, I remember one time one of them like ripped my leash off and paddled my board so far out the back. You got grief there? And it was like, no, someone was like, I don't know what happened. The kid, the guy was like over me and he paddled my board so far out the back and left it. And I had to go get it. I had to borrow someone's board and go get it. And there was like fish jumping and sharks and I'm like trying to get my board. I'm like, I'm gonna die out here. Man, it like, pops up trying to like... Dude, I was fully traumatized for like at least a year. Just being what like, did you do wrong? Like, I don't even know what I did wrong. <laughs> I don't remember what I did wrong. You're probably ripping too like, hard. I just like, was like... Screw this kid. How, how, how far away was Sebastian from you guys? It's like 40, 30, 30 minutes. 30 minutes? 30, yeah. Yeah, you go do like a beach day there like all day? Yeah. Did and you we, bus it or have to catch a ride from No, we get a ride from like someone, yeah. you know. Um, and then it was, we'd go down, we'd bring our board, dive gear, fishing pole, and we'd just set up and like when the tide was right, we'd surf. And if it was like, oh, the fishing's good, now let's fish. Or, oh my gosh, the water's super clear, let's go dive. And yeah. Florida's so different from our, you know, yeah, the, way, is, the it, way we spend yeah. the day at the beach. Well, yeah, we don't. We didn't have that warm, yeah. blue, shallow, killer, and all the fishing yeah. life and yeah. fish life. And, <laughs> it's here. Yeah. Just you know, got to yeah, you got to you got to layer up, and yeah. you got to yeah. go to Laguna or some of the other rocky coasts. So, so you guys are riding for Rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, uh, your parents must have been. It, I'd like to talk about what your parents. You know, they probably were starting to trip out like, fuck, my kids are ripping, you know, and they're getting, you know, taken care of. Wow. It's like they're proud and they're like, whoa, there's they're going to make money out of this. I mean, they're going to have a career at 15. Rusty, you guys were making money, right? Like travel, like, yeah, they they would have a travel fund, but we didn't really make it. We weren't making money. Yeah, we didn't make we didn't make any money. Uh, They were kind of helping us. With some things and were you talking to anybody that to help you like like an agent or a handler or anything? No, not really. Like the, actually, the, <clears throat> the first contract CJ and I ever did, CJ and I ever did, we did it ourselves, and uh, it was a super cool learning experience. My parents were just like, you know, they were just super blue collar hard workers. Like, 
Mark, you just tried to do it. So I don't know. Like yeah. we just did. It was weird. And uh, but that was that was really cool. You know, I remember with being, Rusty. Like, I don't even know. I think it was Rusty. Yeah, I think it was Rusty. Um, but you know, it was weird. I don't even remember. Jay, you remember like it was kind of like. There was this thing when you were an amateur, you weren't supposed to get paid, and yeah. like, but everyone was getting paid, and no yeah. one cared, and and we were kind of right in that time period, and there was people getting paid like decent money, but my mom was always like, "No, dude, these aren't the rules. Like, we gotta abide by the rules. Like, this is what it says, and yeah. we can't get, we can't get, we're not gonna get paid, you know." And I remember like going, "Come on, what are you doing? Like, everyone's getting paid, no <laughs> one cares." Um, and I knew my parents were struggling. Yeah. And, you know, they'd have to, like, borrow money to get us to come to California. And I'm like, look, but this will help out so much. And then she's, she's like, listen, like, we don't do things like everyone else. Like, we're going to do the right thing because that's how we do things. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And it was, it was just a... It was a beautiful lesson that I'll never forget. That's awesome. And then she just, like, stood right there and I was all... I guess that's how we do things. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and I've even carried that for like, like my whole life. Yeah. On just like that kind of premise. It's morals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a hard pill to swallow, yeah, people it's the were, right thing to do. People were making money. I, I remember being amateur with Quicksilver and it would be like, we just submit invoices, you know, or yeah. say, hey, like, I need money for this ticket or that, you know. Yeah, you kind of get like travel it. budget or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. like a, Instant photo it was a weird travel. little time, but yeah. there was money to be moved yeah. around. You just weren't getting like, yeah, you weren't yeah. getting checks. You weren't getting checks like, without yeah. something to show. Yeah, but it. I mean, you know, traveling for free contests. I mean, that's a huge lift off the parents. You know, like, yeah. I mean, getting cool. You know, boards and and clothing for free is cool, Dude. but like contests. You know, having like all the NSSAs, all your events paid for, and then travel like. That's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it, it must have been trippy being, you know, two kids from Satellite Beach and all of a sudden people are, are paying attention to you, right? And you're starting to get some notoriety. Yeah, you never think out it like that. You're just going, you're just going, oh my gosh, like I just want to do good enough and I just want to do good to keep this thing going because I yeah. love surfing so much. Yeah, and when you know, so Rusty, you said it took you to Fiji as well at uh-huh. like same time, like early. Yeah, totally. Same, same thing. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And not very many people. I mean, Fiji was already a thing, but like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of early. kids going there. Yeah, yeah. Now we were really fortunate for that. Yeah. Yeah. What up? Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to text my daughter. <laughs> you guys are looking at me. <laughs> no, I was just, I'll get it. I was like, uh, same thing. I, I'll carry the conversation. Okay, so, so Fiji, first time there, cloud break. What the heck? Yeah, it was insane. It Restaurants. Was what the heck? Yeah, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is the best island in the world. These people are amazing. The waves are insane. And yeah, I fell in love with the place like everybody. And How many times have you been there? Yeah, you know, I can't really remember, but we were going there every year, you know, for for a long stint. I, I think that I think that even helped me in when they were running the contest there because I'd gone at such a young age and kind of knew a lot about yeah. the, the place. Um, 
I thought yeah. that could kind of help me out. Dude, okay. for sure. I mean, putting that's a heavy water wave. It's long. It's perfect. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people think like, oh, it's perfect. It's like, no, there's a lot of different yeah, waves. Yeah, a lot of open ocean. Reef. It's an open ocean wave. So. Yeah, different spots yeah. to sit. I mean, getting that experience before you guys went on tour to go surf that as a tour stop yeah it like gave you a lot yeah. of leverage a lot of confidence for sure for sure um so when did you guys finally turn pro i basically we finished high school and we we finished kind of early so we could do the whole qs but kind of like right around that time we were just like dude we're just gonna go for it you know and we didn't even know like i remember like starting the qs and and not really knowing like if we even had we could even cut it like we didn't i I mean i had no idea i didn't have this confidence like oh i'm gonna do good it was just like dude we had no idea yeah like someone's gonna help us do it let's just go for it and see what happens and uh you turned pro with rusty yeah it was with rusty for sure but there was kind of similar that time i don't know when it was but i eventually went on oakley Mm. and then my brother stayed on rusty um, like I went full bar Oakley and he went and he, he stayed with Rusty and that's where we kind of separated. And I want to oh. say it was like late, late teens or something. So that early, I, I thought it was uh, later on that you split from Rusty to Oakley. No, I think it was late, what, late teens. What made you decide to split? Um, because it was... Uh, I mean, I'm sure there was a, f- a lot of different factors, but it was mainly there was just like, you know, as you come, it, you come into your late teens, like I think the the individuality and just wanting to be yourself comes to like a pinnacle. Yeah. In your late teens, you know, I mean, just kind of look at every late teen, and they're like, you know, they're they're probably gonna get about as rad as they're gonna get right around that time. Yeah. Which is like basically. I just want to be different. I'm my own person and I don't want to be like anyone else. Yeah. And so I think that was probably the biggest catalyst on like, I just want to like look different than my brother. Um, so I think that was probably what pushed yeah. it more than anything. I mean, it's, I kind of remember the media kind of blowing that up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think that's when Jay got his name late night. What was that around? Like? <laughs> what year was that? 17? Six. So how old were you? I don't know. I'm 40, almost 48. So, really, long time ago. So I'm thinking it was like the same thing. It's like you're just trying to like, yeah, make a name for yourself. You're just trying to be your own individual. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I think that's why we're like, dude, we got to go different. Like people can't tell us apart. They're getting us confused. Obviously, let's let's change sponsors. This will help us out. Yeah. This will kind of like fix the problem. So he stayed on with Rusty. You went to Oakley. Did you? change boards you got like um you know i still was riding some resties but the logo was like obviously smaller towards the back but then i started riding other boards too yeah um, you guys were on bill johnson's for a long time right yeah yeah so bill was a shaper for rusty yeah, yeah. but then kind of did his own thing mm-hmm. too yeah so he was shaping for rusty um you know was shaping some really good boards for us and then kind of as we started like kind of going our separate ways and we you know we were still getting boards from him and then he was then he just kind of did his own label and um so 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of ended up like kind of going a different way from Rusty, but but uh, but I mean, dude, they they did a lot for us between PT and Rusty. Um, they really helped, you know, catapult our career and kind yeah. of allowed us to kind of get on the stage to at least prove ourselves. Yeah, and that's all. You, I mean, that's. That's I mean, all you want. That's yeah. all you want, and it benefits them too. Like they're investing in you guys, yeah. and it's like, man, that's what you do. Got to do. You got, you know. Hopefully, these we made the right decision and got the right kids that are gonna, you know, blow up. And yeah, we had. Uh, I don't know if you Ronnie. remember Mike Schumiller. Oh, Shuey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shuey was doing it. Shuey's, I think uh, yeah. yeah, he was doing the. I think he was more like art director. I forget his title. He was, was. a market uh, VP of marketing. I think. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. So Shuey was doing it. He had some really good ad campaigns, and he was, uh, yep, he was part of the mix. Yeah, and we actually posted a, a picture. Yeah, of yeah, too. that was cool. That was one that. of his like his visions. Visions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's funny because you know, Rusty at one point in time was one of the biggest brands in the industry. Yeah, you know, like uh-huh. they were dominating. Dominating. I mean, when you said Quicksilver Billabong, you know. Rusty was right there. Yeah. You know? They they kind of, when the year times he was talking about, they weren't as big right then, but as it came, as it like, as we got older, as it grew, they did become a lot yeah. bigger. Yeah, because yeah. they had like amazing surfers. And, you know, they're one of the first brands too to kind of really promote the different, you know, skateboarding and... and hey, like, remember they were doing snowboards? Yeah. Yeah. They were doing, they were making snowboards and <laughs> I think they were making wakeboards. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, the R dot was iconic and it still is. But like, yeah. yeah, they they just started maybe stretch themselves too thin. Yeah, and focus on, you know the, you know what what got them there. Yeah. You know, did mm. did you and your brother still travel a lot on the tour? Like when you first started getting on the QS? Did you so guys... yeah, we were traveling together. We were just really trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, um, and you, was... you went pretty quick. You didn't have to do the QS. Yeah, it went pretty did. quick. The CJ made it the first year, which was crazy. Um, you know, because we didn't even know where we would fall. And then he made it. I missed it out by, like, a couple spots. And I was, like, I was definitely pretty gutted because I was, like, oh, he made it. I'm not going to – I didn't make it. And everyone's going to forget about me. And no one's going to remember me. He's on Did you blame your dad for buying him that board? Um, I don't know who I <laughs> That's blamed. what I would have done. <laughs> I don't know who. I think I blame myself, actually. But, and then, but then I put a lot of pressure on me to make it the next year. Like, oh, heck a yeah. A lot of pressure. Like, if I don't make it the next year, I'm done. Like, and I don't know why I put so much pressure on myself, but I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not, you know, build points, build, like, you know, ranking. I mean, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of events. I mean. Yeah, you just never know how it can go. It's not, like, no. the best server, like, doesn't, doesn't, always always, win. doesn't always qualify. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so it can be. Hear tricky. that, Lennon? Yeah. <laughs> not about always qualifying. Yeah. That's how he measures me up. You never yeah. made the tour, dude. Uh-huh. You got a couple shots in the back, dude. <laughs> You're all right. But, but you, you, you got on after the second year at QS, and then, I mean, your brother had a decent year, first year? Yeah. I mean, well, actually, the first three contests, he got dead last. And. And I remember thinking, like, dude, maybe he's not cut out for it. Like, he's just, not, like, yeah. maybe we're not cut out for this. Like, it's not good enough. And then the fourth contest was Tahiti, and he got second to Aki. Wow. And I remember going, dude, we can do it. I know we can do it. He did it. I can do it. Yeah. You know? 
So it was always that kind of like, if he did something good, I knew I could do that. So then it made me, it, it kind of like gave me kind of like a, a shot of confidence, even though I didn't even earn it. But I, I was able to kind of use his his success to kind of fuel my confidence, yeah. which would help me out a lot. So I did do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You're right. I mean, you know, for sure you're, you're, you're on par, you know, with yeah. the ability and everything. And it just takes little encouragement a little you know like yeah. oh you do that you, you know if you did that i could do that i mean watching him get second to aki at that place is like i mean going from three last to that is yeah freaking huge yeah totally but you made you made it on the next tour or yeah, next, I made it year the next year and then so cj and i were back together and uh and you got rookie of the year yeah it was kind of it was kind of cool because it was I felt like if we would have made it the same year. We both couldn't have got rookie of the year. Yeah. And then the next year, so so he got rookie of the year the first year. And then when I got on tour, I got rookie of the year. And then the year that I got rookie of the year, he got most improved. Sweet. And then the next year, I, I was able to get most improved. So there's like those couple of awards you are kind of really only, really you can only get like right in your first couple of years. Yeah. So. Uh, I felt that was cool that we didn't get on at the same time, so we were able to get those. And if we were on at the same time, only one yeah, of us would have yeah, been able to get it. I didn't realize that. Yeah, things happen for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, and then I mean, going—it's such a a different tour. I mean, like the, the contest. That's what it became like, a dream tour, right? Yeah, like the locations from the QS is it's grind. Like you said, yeah. you're going all over the world to surf crappy beach breaks or you know, mm. there's some good spots, and you go to the dream tour and you're surfing like Yeah, yeah but even at first it wasn't I don't know if it was like kinda of, it kinda of like all of a sudden almost became the dream tour, like kinda of maybe like our our Couple second years or third year in. Started but it was cleaning. going that way. Yeah. And then and then and then it really became that, which was cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was just going back as I was on the WSL looking at, you know, the contests, you know, uh-huh. and it's like, oh man, I forgot that that contest was on tour that year, you know, because okay, you could go back yeah, into yeah. the archives and look at all the results and I was uh-huh. looking at like, I'm like, like oh. Daka and, and uh... yeah, there was a, there was a lot of like just cool, unique like yeah. destinations when that was when Rick Curl started doing the search and every mm-hmm. year they were going Portugal, somewhere yeah. different. They ended up sticking to Portugal after you know many other yeah, spots yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And totally. Was, um, I, I mean, when, when was the first time to Tahiti? Did you do the QS event there? Yeah, I did. What well, did you remember? Yeah, yeah you the remember? boat. We had the yeah. We got the boat. Got the drunk so, captain or no? No. So you remember it was the first year, right? You remember the first year that was the drunk captain yeah. and it was small. Yeah. And um, I missed the first year. But then, do you remember the second year? It got like. Remember the second year was giant. Giant. You know. Yeah. And and. I was dead. Yeah. And do you, do you remember paddling out that morning, dude? You remember the paddling out that morning? And it was and it was dude. It was like it was the first time I think anyone had seen it that big. It. And I I was in the boat like crack of dawn and I had a six ten Xanadu, or six eleven. It was just whatever. <laughs> and I was like. In the boat, and all you see white water, and everybody's like, "It's big." Yeah, and remember, it only lasted for a couple hours, and then a storm came in, right? Yeah, and I got, had to go in. I, I was praying for it to turn on shore, so it wouldn't, wouldn't Dude, run the event. I, I have a photo of that day. Yeah, and it was kind of right before the storm came, and I have a photo, and dude, it it that photo compares to like anything out today. 
We so, gotta get that photo. I paddle out, and because you remember it was it, you, it was Conan. You remember, and, and and I was like, and it was like, um, like Takuki Fakuchi. There was like Braden Diaz, Sai. Yep, and there was like, no, 10, that, that was a good. There was like yeah. ten of the heaviest pipe charging like guys ever, and I'm like, okay, no joke. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna, you know, and the lineup is so. Small tight, and yeah. tight. And I'm just like, man, I don't think... Nobody's even going for sets. Like, there was this wave after wave of, like, everybody just either pulling back or not going. No, and, and the, then, the crazy thing was, like, I that you, you you almost got to rewind. Like, no one has seen a wave do this. Like, yeah. no one's even, like... You can't even fathom it in your it mind. It was not like, even... Like, imagine never seeing a photo of Chopu and, like, never. And all of a sudden, you're like... There, face to face, was something that you didn't even know was imaginable. No, so you this is before you, anybody saw what Chopu looked like. Dude, this was before. There was like there was one photo like a long time ago, and it was like I think it was a cover, and it was a cool barrel, and it was all blue, and like it was you know it was pretty big, but dude, it was going like next level, like below sea level. Below dude, sea I got level. Wave, the whole, dude, the whole ocean would full. I was like, dude, it was square. I got this photo. I got to show you. It was square. Yeah. It was that morning, and I was like, I'm so glad I have that photo because I was thinking like, maybe it wasn't that big. Maybe we were just imagining, uh-uh. <laughs> and it was like, dude, it, it, and and I remember being high all day. Like yeah. I couldn't even like talk. I was like, uh, we were like, you remember being on the beach, and we're like, you, you should have seen what it was doing this morning because the wind came on shore and kind of like the storm yeah, came it was, blew it out, yeah. and we were like, dude, it's. It's like, it was like we saw a dragon. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What did you think? It, it was, was like. I, same exact thing. Did God catch any waves? Yeah. Dude, we were just going. We, we were just, we just going. We're, we're still alive. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even about catching waves. Yeah. But did you catch a wave line? I think I got like two. I, no joke. I, and they weren't even sets. Like, I just kind of skimmed on the shoulder. I don't even swear on a sack of Bibles you got waves. Yeah. Dude, hey, listen here. I don't, even, I don't even remember like. I don't remember even anyone catching wave. I just remember the sets coming in and just going. I holy cow! Do you remember there any wipeouts? I don't remember any wipeouts either. I don't even. Remember, I don't. I, I remember getting almost caught inside because it's like you're in the spot and then all of a sudden you're not far enough out. I wonder if I have the. And I'm. I just remember paddling on. I don't even think I'm gonna be able to punch through. Like I'm going backwards as I'm like trying to get through the lip. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I, as I'm getting through, I'm looking back to see who I might get sucked All over into. on. And it, they looked like they're freaking six stories down below me. The bottom just sucked out, and like there was like four pe- four dudes, and Keala Kinley like bailing their board at the trough. And I'm at the top, and I get through, and I just my heart. I'm like. I um, I would I knew I would have died if I got sucked over. Yeah, like that's that's how close to death, and that's what I was going through. Because the lips are like ten feet thick. I was just like, and I I made it, and I barely scratched the next ones, and everybody that got caught inside. How long? Were, how long were you out for? Uh, like we, we were only out like maybe an hour or two. So the contest was supposed to start at like eight, you know. We all paddled out the cracks, so six thirty, six forty-five, and then like you know just before eight o'clock, like it started turning on shore. So it's only like an hour. But yeah. That's the scariest. But, but like, Kiala Kinley got like, I don't know how she freaking survived. She's a freaking 
psycho beast that just was charging harder than you know any girl I've ever seen. But she got filleted for sure. Well, if I could pull that, I, uh, uh, maybe I'll ask CJ if he has it. But if I could pull that foot up, you would share it. But but it was, you know, that mutated square, square, no back, below sea level. No, I have a photo, and it's actually this one wave, and. I, you know, I can't tell who all, I can tell like this, I'm I kind of in this one spot, like right on top of it. Yeah. And even to this day, it was one of those ones that was like just a bomb. And for some reason, the lip, the way the lip fell, it was like square. It's like the one of the most square ones I've seen. Oh. And it's all dark because that storm was just about to come in. Yeah. And it was, uh, and I'm so fortunate I had that photo because it's like. I was thinking back, like, dude, was it really that gnarly? Maybe I was just tripping. And the, the photo, like, nah, dude, yeah. it was the real deal. Because there was a couple days we got out there. It was like, I mean, proper Hawaii, like six to eight foot. And it's like, oh, this wave's perfect. You know? Yeah, yeah it's not an easy wave to, to read. And, you know, like, then you got the kick out issues, a little gnarlier backside than front yeah. side kicking out. This day was like, this isn't even the same spot. This is yeah. not even like the same wave. And then the next morning was when it was a little, it dropped a little bit. Yeah. And that's when everyone was like, uh, oh, I think this is doable. Let's just see. And it was like, it was a pretty, like, it was kind of like the session that I felt like almost kicked it off. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy. Yeah. And then it was an insane trip because like we were, we were with Conan Hayes. We were all like together and, um, and we all thought Conan won, and he didn't win. Oh, and he yeah. stormed off stage. And dude, did you jump in the car and go to the airport with him? Were you in that little car that time? And we were like, I don't remember. I don't think so. Maybe I, I think you were. Maybe, dude. We were all staying together. We were all together, and it was like, and then like he walked straight off stage. He was so pissed. Yeah. And we like jumped in the car and drove to the airport. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, drop. I was like, okay. Yeah. Who who won it? Kobe. Kobe ended up winning. Yeah. Albertson. Yeah. yeah, and it was, you know, it was it was just one of those circumstances where they scale they threw two two high scores at the earlier of the heat. Yeah, and then Conan like went like next level and got these bombs and like just went on like waves that people weren't really going on the whole comp. So then they blew the scale out and they had nowhere to go, and he like clearly like, won. But yeah, they already gave like. You already gave like Kobe like a ten and like a, a nine, nine something. Conan, it just yeah. it was just a really bad circumstance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, but he clearly won. Clearly won, and dude, I think that might have made him so bummed on the whole system that I almost didn't know if he. I almost just think he was over it after that. Never recovered. Yeah, I mean, you look. There's other circumstances where that's happened to people, and you look at Machado. You know, you get didn't get the injury wild card, and he was like, Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be, you know, and, you know, everybody kind of go, not everybody, but in those situations, it's, yeah, I think it definitely jaded him for sure. Yeah. yeah. So heavy though. But that was an incredible, like, perfect day of finals. It was big, clean, guys were sending it, getting the most sick Dude, that whole That whole trip was bombing. Yeah. Like, it was like, like, I don't know, sick, it was probably, it must have been back-to-back swells. Yeah. But I've never seen it almost to this day be that big for that many days in a row. Yeah, we surfed this right. That was good. And that, that, that next point where they did move the event, either the previous year or one other day, it was like a reunion left, at, you know, a couple passes down. And yeah, I was just like, you know, usually you just go and surf the spot, you know? Yeah. And it was like, we got to surf other, other places, which was cool. Yeah. But 
that wave is just crazy. I'm glad I didn't die out there. <laughs> so you rode for Oakley for a bunch of years? Yeah, I think so. Not a bunch. I yeah. think so. So you won Chopu twice. Or Fiji twice. I won Fiji, Fiji twice. Only, yeah. I got second at Chopu and first at Chopu. But yeah, I only won Chopu once. Okay, so Fiji yeah. twice. Are you talking about... You you hurt your shoulder? Yeah, well, that was the year I got second. Okay, to and, Slater. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Was it two years later I ended up winning? Or maybe nice. something like that. I don't know. The year yeah. might not be perfect. But. How... Dude, let's talk about that final. Like, that was a big, perfect, dreamy final. Except mm-hmm. you got hurt on the first wave? Yeah. That was definitely a hard one to swallow, you know, but like it kind of looking back, I took a, I took a lot of wipeouts that day. I surfed a lot. I was really fatigued and you know, I, I had a really, really good wave in the beginning and I had a, like a long barrel and I thought I was, you know, like when you come towards the end of the reef, you, you either got to come out or you got to pull through the back cause it's like ends up closing out. Yeah. If you're in it too long and it was one of those ones where I just felt like I was in it for so long that I like I had to like come out or I was gonna get too close to the end of the reef and I wasn't gonna have an opportunity to come out so like I saw this little doggy door and I like tried to come out the doggy door and the lip like perfectly landed on my shoulder and then when I hit the water it just popped out and it was and it was also because I was so fatigued like yeah. my muscles were really fatigued so. has that ever happened to you before no yeah, I've had shoulder problems before. That hasn't yeah. happened before. Before that? Yeah. Yeah. Same shoulder? Yeah. Bummer. So it was kind of like, yeah, I kind of knew where it happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh. Gosh. Yeah. That's such a bummer. Because the waves are perfect, oh, it's perfect. right? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. So it wasn't giant or anything, but it was like... It was, it was oil, like, glassy, yeah, and yeah. like dreamy like conditions. Yeah, like four to six. And, and Slater, you gave Slater the contest... And what a half hour of just him solo. Yeah, it was. I mean, there's not much you could do. But I know, yeah, but I know, but the, no, the I didn't think. I didn't think I was like, oh no, I bet I could do something. I mean, so I was like, hey, let's go in, let's put the shoulder back in. I'm gonna come back out and surf. So we came in, and fortunately, my muscles were so fatigued that it, it instead wouldn't. of like clamping, instead of most of the time your muscles will like clamp down and it's hard. Yeah, my muscles were so fatigued that they like was, they didn't even clamp down. And so it was not that hard to put it back in. And so they put it back in. I was like, cool, I'm going to go back out. And I went back out, and he'd already had two tens. And I was like, well, I guess like I'm not surfing. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not going to beat two tens. I was like, oh, this is, you know. And I had the opportunity. I should have stayed in that barrel. I think I could have made the another section, came out. I probably would have had a really, really high score. I don't think... His waves that he was getting tens on would have been tens, because because I felt like that wave I had was actually like a really really long one. Yeah, and I think it would have changed the whole thing, and I could have had a chance. Not saying I would have won by any means, but yeah. like I could have given myself a chance. Um, like, so that was kind of bummer. I, I I love the replay of like how special our minds and surfing are. You know how it works. Like here you are yeah. describing like every part of the wave. There's one more section. The lip. You know like. Yeah. And it, it felt like, yes, like it's burning your memory. Like it's, it's right there. You could draw, you know, yeah. 
And it was, you know, 20 years, 20 years yeah. ago. But well, it's, it's incredible because it's historical. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, it's a bummer that you, you know, but you made it to a final against Kelly Slater. And unfortunately, you dislocated your shoulder. Right? But oh, it's yeah. something that's, you know, not in just your mind, but dude, everybody. It's ingrained in everybody. surfers. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, and one thing I always, because I am such a pussy, you know, <laughs> I I trip out when I talk to people like you and, and you know, knowing that you're from Florida, small wave capital of the world. It doesn't it, mean anything. It <laughs> does mean something. It means a lot, dude. It's trippy to like, you know, knowing your reputation and... You know your your prowess in the fucking biggest caverns in the world. How that happens? How you develop the <laughs> the yeah. skill, the 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 courage. I think I just love to get barreled. Yeah. Gosh, dude. Yeah, there. there I love to get barreled too. But <laughs> yeah, there, there was one yeah. one day at Baja Malibu. We were, dude, that was an ep- I've never gotten it that good. You guys again. were filming. You guys were out at like down the beach, and we had our crew, and I we pulled up, and you guys were on different crews. Yeah, like, you know, thing or? no, I, I went down with Rob Keith. Um, I don't know who uh, you guys were with. Yeah, I went solo. Well, I went solo, and Dave MG was with me. Okay, a filmer was with. And me. then wasn't Gur? Didn't Gur came out later? No, so or, or Gur and the Longs the were in another thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that day was super funny because. I was, I mean, I was kind of going to Mexico, but I didn't, I didn't never seen it really good yet, like yeah. proper. And I was like randomly, like really only had short boards. I'm like, dude, you don't really need that big of boards in Southern California, it was you know? Puerto Escondido. And so like, so I <laughs> randomly, Melbourne? Yeah. dude, I randomly at the last second put a 6-4 in. I had like a 6-1 and then randomly at the last second I put a 6-4 in, which actually wasn't even that big that back then. Yeah. And, um. And I went and I looked. It was like dark when we got there. Yeah. I pulled up at like dark. And I was we, like, were, we were like on it pretty early and we're like, oh, there's already like some guys out. And we're waiting for people to catch waves and see who they were, you uh-huh. know? And we saw Long, you know, Greg Long or Rusty and then saw, you know, saw Goofy Footer. Or like, oh, I look like the Hobgood. Or, and then, you know, we were just like, well, we can't paddle out where they're at, you know? Like, we'll just go down the beach a little bit, oh, you know? Okay. Well, yeah, I remember it was, like, kind of dark, and I was, like, kind of looking, and I looked down, and I saw some guys, I'm like, oh, I can't tell you that, it was kind of dark, but then I, like, I saw them go back to their car, and then we kind of parked similarly, like, in the same zone, and I was debating, it didn't look that big to me, like, because there was no one out, it wasn't really much scale, and I'm thinking, like, dude, you don't need a big board in California, especially in <laughs> California. And uh, I went to the longs. I was like, hey, what, what board are you going to I'm trying to debate between the 6-1 or 6-4. And they're, <laughs> they're like, yeah. they're like, we're, got a, we're riding a 7-0. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'll take the 6-4 out. <laughs> and I took the 6-4. I'm really glad I put it in there. Because it would have been really, really hard on the 6-1. Mainly just how hard the offshore The winds was were so strong. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, that was an epic day. Epic. I've never gotten it like that again. No. I've been in there quite a few times, but that one just stuck. It was like just... And do you um, remember that day? We were surfing here, but, dude, down the beach in the middle was, like, even bigger and, like, just super caverns. I was. I remember look, I remember having a couple of waves that, that are ingrained in my mind I've never seen. I was just, like... It, the paddle outs were so brutal, you know, like, cause it was consistent. It was like, you yeah. know, you're like, okay, 
hopefully I get kicked out and I could doggy it out between peaks, you know? Yeah, and you remember if you went too far to that part of the beach I was talking about, yeah. you could make it back out. You had to go back in and try to get over here where it was a little bit smaller yeah. and then squeak out and then you could go to the zone. But like if you caught a wave in the zone and you drifted a little bit down, you're like, you're done. Yeah, I got one photo from in Surfer's Journal. I can never find it. Like like a half page. Rob Keith got it from like swimming on a I think he paddled out on a boogie board or raft or something like yeah. that. Anyways, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was an epic day. And then yeah. one of our 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 best trips, <laughs> our 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 boat our boat to hell at the Mentalities when we went with. Uh, Oh yeah, that we, was a grind. We were on the Japanese Coast Guard ship that got retrofitted the Neptune yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, some that was kind of we got sailed down the river on that one. We got hosed. <laughs> yeah. Why? But whatever, it was still fun. It was, it was still fun. We had a good, yeah. good crew. Um, were the waves good or the waves? we got skunked and the captain just pretty much used us as like his own business. To go his, he had his own wanted. business agenda. Mm. Trying to set up some deals with the, like the Islanders and and do a resort or who land purchase or something yeah. like that and yeah, we'd was... wake up in the morning and we're you know eight hours from where we were supposed to be oh no like at certain waves mm -hmm. you know yeah and we ran out of food remember we ran out of toilet paper I don't remember any of that dude <laughs> like it's so funny what yeah. like people remember and how like I just don't remember any of that yeah you block it out. I just remember going, gosh, I know there's waves are good out here. We're over in this spot. I think it was Galley? What? Yeah, Galley was there. Benji. Benji. Chris Gallagher. Yeah, uh, and um, Resolve. Riz. And yeah. I don't know who else. It's an all star. We had a really good crew. Yeah. And we just got like, we just got ah. hosed. It was June, I think the guy, yeah, June June, Jason, yeah, maybe Jason yep. Weatherly too, yeah. And I think they ended up feeling so bad that they didn't we, gave us our money back. We okay. got we got a comp. I went yeah. back like later in the season on their other boat or something oh, like God. that. I don't know if I ever even used it. I don't even know what happened, but <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was freaking like not the trip that you plan on. You know, yeah. one year we didn't score. We had a couple fun days, but it was yeah. like small. And when you guys got... were talking about Mexico, I had a flashback of watching a video of Salsa Puedes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that you too? Yeah, I got that. That was a really good one. Yeah. yeah, we got that one really good one time too. Yeah. And it was when everybody, it was like... Was it during that same time? Or... I don't know. I can't recollect. But... Dude, that, that wave, yeah. you and I forget who else. I think was that there. was like the trip, like maybe... Taylor Knox got like the 65 foot wave. Ooh. It was like one of those swells yeah. and just yeah. perfect angle and it wrapped through there. A lot of guys yeah. were like, oh, do we go out to the island or not? And yeah. I'm like, fuck that. I'll surf this perfect, <laughs> like yeah. Kira, Kira Wright. Mental, mental that wave. Speaking of Taylor winning that double extra large, that was like the first the K2 big wave. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. I ran into um, Bill Sharp at Surfside. Nice. Funny. Yeah. yeah. But the show's not about Taylor Knox yeah. or Bill Sharp. Well, it yeah. could be, though. Yeah. The show's about Damo. I know. I, I, well, I, I love like it because we had some good, some good trips here and there. I mean, but the uh, the tour, like, we're, you know, everybody always is interested on, you know, everybody knows the best waves, you know. Uh -huh. J-Bay and, you know, and obviously, like, well, it's not Kira, but the Superbank or, you know, um, yeah. obviously Chopu or, yeah. or you know. But what are some of the other stops that, like, you're just like, I could hang out here. Like, Hasegawa, everybody loves 
I feel friends. like these guys, I always, all your footage and the Taylor Seal stuff seemed like it was like Europe. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, Europe was insane. We always had so much fun in Europe. Um, Any other mag trips, like just unique places you got, you guys like, you know, cruise to? Um, I can't, <laughs> nothing's coming off my head. I was yeah. tripping on how like, you know, hey, you switch sponsors. Hey, this like I can't remember a lot of those, but I can remember details of heats, like you were saying, how I like oh, yeah. I could have done this and I did this and like how I could describe that like like it was yesterday. But, yeah. but a lot of these questions you're asking, like, yeah, I have no idea. Like I just like, like you, br- you know, when you brought up Morcom earlier, I did a trip with Morcom to some islands off of Portugal, like this uh, big wave, you know, kind of totos. Is that Madeira? Yeah. Yeah. And, Do you know uh, that's a crazy fishing area? Crazy. Like, yeah. one of the few spots you can get, like, not that you could ever catch them, but dude, there's like, it's so 1,200 alive. pound, like, yellowfin, like, yeah. freaking wow. bluefin, like, swimming right off the coast. Yeah, it's like, in this, like, cavern. That's the magazine that Brian Rogers gave Yeah. Me. Yeah. Is, um, that's in that, that zone, I think. Yeah. Well, that magazine is that trip that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had we had like that French Laurent. Uh, La- uh, yeah, Laurent. Yeah, Laurent. Yep. And um, well, well, Laurent used to live in Florida too. Yeah, like, and then uh, uh, Danny Mojado, yep. I think, was on her trip. Yeah, and he lives in Okinawa now. Does he live in you Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His wife was Japanese. And Morcom, me, and Adam Rapogel, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like just, I mean fucking killer place yeah. yeah like we scored killer waves and it just we're making wine and you know yeah, it's just one yeah, of those places yeah. where you're like totally dude i could come back here and it's so off the beaten path i mean it's kind of known for surf but it's you know yeah, yeah. it is way more known now yeah. than ever yeah i remember alaska being really memorable for me really yeah that's what cool. part of alaska i don't know exactly where but it was it was just rad like fishing, surfing. Who'd you go up there with? It was with Salty Crew. Oh, nice. And it was, uh, yeah, it was just like pristine, pristine. You're just surfing. These snow mountains are just high as can be, and it was just a trip, you know. And then we're like heading home, like catching big halibut, and it was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, there's so, there's some spots where you just go just for the wave, and then there's some spots where yeah, you could score or not, but the experience, the and experience yeah, is and so there's cool. bears and freaking just like <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was really cool. Yeah, it was really different, but cool. Yeah, yeah. Four, five four three with hoods and booties. Yeah, and but even it wasn't that cold though. Like I've heard that some we the, it's a certain time of year they get this current from Japan, and so it's not crazy cold. Mm. It was, I'm not saying it was warm, but it wasn't like crazy Mid-50s. cold. Mid-50s, yeah. yeah. Was it Tofino or somewhere? Oh, no, that's Alaska. Or Canada. Here in Alaska, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so great. Josh Moldkoy goes. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff yeah, out there. Yeah, he yeah. does a lot of Alaska. Yeah. Moldkoy. Got fucking rips. Totally. Um, but you did the tour for 14 years? Yep. That's a freaking long time. Yeah, but it goes by like that. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you like. I remember his trip on when I got on tour. I'd be like talking to Shane Besher and I'm like, "How long have you been on tour?" And he'd be like, ten years, man. That's... And I'm thinking, ten years, dude. What if I could be on tour for ten years? That'd be crazy. <laughs> and before I know it, it's like ten years. And it was like it goes by quick. Yeah, um, so quick. And then you, you tried the big wave tour. Like, what was the reasoning that just prolonged your surfing career, or you had a knack to go? charge 
Well, I mean, I always wanted to do it. You know, I just kind of had it in the back of my mind. But then as I was doing it, I realized that I got some issues. And and I'm really just like, basically like a drug addict. I was like, dude, I'm not going to do these drugs, but I'm going to use these drugs. (laughs) And I'm totally good now. And I was realizing like, dude, you got to stop. Yeah. Like, you got to stop. You're chasing it's, it for the wrong reasons. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm chasing it for the wrong reasons. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having troubles hanging it up. Yeah. I'm, like, trying to, like, semi-stay in there. And I just, like, dude, I got to stop this. Yeah. And I just went... Because, I mean, you know, if you, if you look at, like, Snips and, and Gurr and, you know, a handful of the other guys that, you know, went to tour and, you know, had a resurgence on Big Wave, but... You know, they were just, I mean, that was their life. They were yeah. like, you know, chasing swell everywhere around Who the planet. Who would have thought that, too, that those two guys would have been big wave guys? Well, Snips always was. I mean, he's always charging and Gert, too. Like, I mean, just wasn't not, really Not showcased. to the extent that yeah. what they did. All that. You know they, what I mean? They took like, it a whole new level. Because, like, when you're talking about big waves, you know, obviously it's Mavericks. It's Jaws. It's... Not Nazare. I don't even think Nazare was part no, of the deal but, yet. You know, like Todos. Todos, like you, Chile, like, Porto. Those places are. I mean, have you surfed Mavericks? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And do you liked it? Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. He got high as <laughs> mofo out at Mavericks. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I never did any drugs. No, I'm just saying, yeah. like you're using it as a uh, yeah. as a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, no, I just, it was really kind of like, uh, you know, you know, I, and I know I can understand why those guys do it, dude. It's, it's, it's hard to stop. Like, it's like adrenaline, huh? Yeah. Well, adrenaline, like for me, I kind of realized like it was like this performance addiction. Like, so it's like basically like, oh my gosh, like if I perform and I do cool things, if I win a contest, if I catch a big wave, then everyone's like, dude, that was insane. You shredded, whatever yeah. acronyms or whatever you want to use. And uh, and I realized, I was like, well, like, that's that's basically how I'm finding my self-worth. And I was like, dude, like, even though I, you know, even though I had my, you know, my religious side and I thought I had a lot of my identity and, and, uh, and Jesus Christ and this stuff. I realized like when I got off tour, I was like, dude, I I have all my identity in surfing. And so it was like, for me, it was like, they're like, Oh yeah, you got a midlife crisis. I'm like, what the hell is a midlife crisis? (laughs) And I was like, what's that? It sounds super weird. And I was like, Oh, midlife crisis is another name for identity crisis. Yeah. I have an identity crisis and like, and the only way I have any self worth in my identity is if I go surf. Yeah. And so and then get the accolades of the magazines or the videos. Whatever. Or it's a basically a praise. performance addiction. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like if I go perform, then that's how I get my self worth. And so I can't even stop. And so and in fact, surfing at big waves was just a, a, a worse version of that. Like if I go get a big wave and I get spit out of a barrel, then like then that'll fix everything and that'll make me feel good and then and so then I, once I kind of started unpacking all that I was all dude I gotta stop yeah I gotta stop all this and in fact I didn't have to stop surfing big waves I just had to stop doing it in front of anyone 
yeah or in front of the camera or just for doing it for all the wrong reasons yeah. and it's like i mean you see it i mean you see every athlete go through it you every know? It's athlete like, yeah. any i mean any any sport anybody that has been put on that pedestal and or even like or even like a big business guy yeah you know of like dude making these crazy deals doing that that's like a high like you know and all of a sudden all your self-worth and identity comes in from like oh dude like um, if I don't put these deals together, if I don't do this, like, um, I feel like I'm nothing. Yeah. You know. That's I, funny. We haven't really talked to anybody about that. Yeah. We, I mean, we talk about the, the transition after, after yeah. surfing, but yeah, you know, you touched on a, on a topic that is like, it's, it's more prevalent than people know, you yeah. know, like that identity crisis. Oh, dude, and, it's and, like, it's, it's an, I mean, it's an addiction like yeah. no other. Yeah. I mean, ask Kelly about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> he's not, he's never retired, dude. He's like, dude, it is, dude, it is a strong, strong, you know, it's like, I mean, I kind of use it as like, an, like a drug because it's something you can see and really relate to. But, dude, these, these things that happen like inside us and these feelings and these pulls are, are really just the same thing, yeah. You know, you can't see them, you can't put it on the table, so it's hard to like really say like oh you you know you're good like you're you're fine and well i just realized like no dude like this issue i have is actually really no no different than someone who's you know trying to get off a drug really because it is that powerful in the mind you know yeah man i wish i I miss pro surfing (laughs) (laughs) laura wants to get back in the jersey you know like just (laughs) call balls are up work and (laughs) life is stress it's so easy to you yeah, know, traveling and Th- those and are the easy stresses, right? <laughs> yeah, it was so shit. It was so yeah. This stress was love for sure. But yeah, you know, I mean, going through all that, learning all that, kind of understanding a lot about myself um, was a really cool journey for me. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really cool. Well, yeah, you got a you know family, you got kids, you got to try to balance that like dad life, wife, you know, yeah. like how to you know, you know how to you know. How to you know take it to a, a di- whole different life you yeah. know from being on tour nine yeah. ten there, twelve months so out much, of the year you, there's so much to adjust too like because yeah. uh, you know you're on tour it's hectic but your schedule is already planned out so you don't really have to think about much and worry about much you know what I mean yeah well I mean you basically yeah you're like a kid yeah. you're like a kid you're like and you're you're you know, you don't have to really worry about money, right? You're like traveling, things are paid well, for. Well, I'll, I'll even take it to the next level. You, the only way you know how to fix problems is by throwing money at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go, dude, what, there's an issue over there? Dude, just win a contest. Yeah. Fix it all. <laughs> what, dude? Low, low, low up funds at home? Dude, I just gotta, I just gotta win something. Gotta get a cover. Dude, dude, I gotta win something. I gotta do something. And dude, that'll fix it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're chasing. And it's like, and then you're really, really like, dude, I'm not, I'm just putting band-aids on everything. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm the master Band-Aid guy. Yeah. And their Band-Aids only last so long. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was like, yeah, and I just was like, oh my gosh, like, dude, I got to grow up. I got to start taking responsibility of a lot of these things that I've, that I've put Band-Aids on that I've just never wanted to, to, to face, yeah. you know? And so then I was realized like, oh, like, you got to do this. Like, yeah. talk about like, I would, I would way rather take on a big wave than have to like, Take on what like Financial life ros- life was yeah. life was thrown at me, and in fact, if I just kept going out over here, then I could dodge it. Yeah, you know. And then it was just like, dude, you gotta stop it all. 
Yeah. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't really like I stopped surfing by any means, but like I realized that I had to like just change a lot of things. Yeah. And in fact, it came to a point where like I didn't even like surfing. And I didn't like surfing because I only viewed it as like an exchange of like, okay, if I go, if I go surf, then I'll... All the wrong reasons. Other people, then I'll get... If I do, oh, the waves look good. I bet I can get some shots, or I bet I can get some clips. Like, okay, I'll go surfing. But if I'm not going to get anything, like, if I'm not going to get anything out of it, then I don't really want to surf. And so then, be, then, it, then it just becomes an exchange, a transaction, and like it's not love. Yeah. Like the yeah. the love that I had for surfing was gone because I only viewed it as a transaction. And and we do that in life all the time too. Yeah. Like we do, we could do that with our wife. We could do that with like. Yeah. anything like dude hey Your if you do this sports. this this then you know I'll do this this and you're like wait a minute that's a flipping transaction that's yeah. not love you know and so I realized with surfing I was like dude I can't do anything in the industry anymore I don't want to get any job in the industry because I want to I love surfing so much and I want to fall back in love with it that I have to look at it as like what can I bring it like what can I offer it what can I give back to it and then that'll help me fall in love with it again. Yeah. And um, and I love surfing more than ever now. So you quit surfing. The last I wouldn't say I quit surfing. So prof- said professionally, yeah. contest, competitive. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What? Well, so did you fall off tour? or You kind of just retired. Um, like what was that last year? Well, definitely for me was my daughter was nine years old, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, like you, you kind of think like. 16 years old they're kind of out of there yeah you know yeah, try they... try try oh, see that's how good they listen uh, try what you doing sweetie you doing good yeah okay love you you <laughs> and uh what was I saying about just just like falling off tour yeah. oh know? yeah like so basically God. I was just I remember 9 years old and I was like dude I gotta stop doing this like, I got to stop doing this. I didn't have them. I wasn't making enough money at the time to have them travel wherever. Yeah. She was going to school, you know. Um, and I just was like, I'm done. But I wasn't done in the fact of, like, I wasn't going to just, like, stop. I was going to go collect the checks. Yeah, you're <laughs> so going to be like, more a lifestyle surfer, still work for the brand. No, no. So I, would, no, I was just, the, so my last year on tour, mm. I was like, dude, I'm just going to show up and... You know, oh, collect checks on like you, you get, you, you, yeah, you're, you're, you show up. So, so last year on tour, I was like, dude, I'm done, but I never wanted to let anyone know that I was done. I didn't want to be that person. I was like, this is my last year. You know, I didn't do the CJ thing where I wanted the freaking dog and pony show on the way out, yeah. So, I kind of just like didn't say anything. I was like, dude, I don't want anyone to know. I don't want anyone because I basically I was like, dude, I'm done with this because if I stay here any longer, by the time I get done. My daughter's not going to know who I am. And my daughter's going to be like, where were you? Like, yeah. you were never around. I'm 16. I'm driving now. I'm gone. And now I'm getting back and like, hey, what's up? And so I was just like, no, I'm done with this. But so then the last year, I just basically went around and showed up at the contest and collected the checks. If I made it, I made it. If I didn't, I didn't. It was just going to be what it was. And, uh, and then, yeah. Those are some of the scariest years because when you don't care, you actually do really well. And yeah. you, you know, like that's happened to yeah. some guys where it's like, when you take that competitive, yeah. you know, when um, you let go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. But I was actually just gone. And actually, the only, the only thing I cared about was like, 
wanting to be like super passionate about like whatever I was gonna do. Like if I wanted to do like you know, if I wanted to go like just do airs in the heat, I was gonna be really passionate about like trying to win the heat doing airs or like whatever it was. It was just I just I didn't want to like I definitely didn't want to be like have no passion in, in what I was doing. So I, yeah. I definitely still put that on myself, but I knew I was like whatever happens, I'm I'm like. And what were your sponsors like when you told them like, hey, I'm I'm going off? I never work. told anyone. Yeah, you know, it's like I <laughs> <laughs> was inside. I never let anyone know that. Yeah. I never let anyone knew that. Like, hey, dude, I get like, what are your sponsors are you gonna be like? How is anyone gonna be like? Yeah, dude, my daughter's nine. And I gotta stop doing this to her. I gotta grow yeah. up. It'd be like, and okay, mental note. Mental note. This CJ guy gets a pay cut. Budget, uh, yeah, gets slimmed down next yeah, year. Mental, then this guy's Replace lost the plot. Replace CJ on the roster. Let's just, let's just freaking cut him ties. You know, you don't really... I just was like, dude, I'm just going to ride it out. But like mentally, I'm out of here. Yeah. And, and you ended your career with Oakley? The pro career? No, Fox. it was Fox. Fox. Oh, Fox. Yeah. So That was a big deal too, right? Like... Fox yeah. coming into the market was kind of a big deal because they had you and Kalani yeah. first and uh-huh. then Bruce at the end there, right? Yep, and then Bede for a while. Bede for a while. It was a great team. That was yeah. super fun. Um, and um, and Frankie was running the team. Yeah, there was a lot of really cool people there. Enoch was doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of great sponsors, just a lot of super cool people I met and... Um, yeah. yeah, Fox got big in surf for a while there too. Remember? Yeah, they made a big push. They had a they had a good team. Yeah. So and then what was so your home? Your Mister 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 Dad? What? Yeah. So I mean, it was and, and another as another part of growing up was, um, you know, I thought, hey, before I could really get another job. I had to be kind of accountable for what I had, the money. Like I said, there was a lot of things that I just threw money at to think that was fixing the problem. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff I had to grow up, grow up in my life with, and one of the things was my finances. And so I like, I, like I was kind of like, I always had to go with these kind of certain financial institutions, but I never really thought they were like that good or working for me. And so I was kind of like, oh, it's gonna be a better way and a plan and. So then Jared ended up hooking me up with this guy. He's like, dude, talk to this guy. Like, I think he could help you out. I think he wants to know. I think he, I think he understands what you want and what. Financial planner? Like a, fi- a financial advisor. But mm-hmm. I hate it. But I just really despise the kind of big institutions. Um, and we're talking Jared Lane. Yeah, we're talking yeah. Jared Lane. He's like, dude, talk to this guy. I think he could help you. And then, and then I ended up talking to, talking to this guy. And he kind of just pulled the veil away from me. I'm like, whoa. And then... And then him and another guy worked together, and then then they really helped me out. And then I was just like, "Oh, dude, this is like actually really what I was looking for. I think a lot of other people could use this help." And and um, and before I know it, I'm working for him, and I've been like three years in. Wow. And uh, so um, you know, I, I help these these financial advisors out. It's like a small boutique firm, and it's right up in Lucadia, and I drive just. You know, I can come back and work. I can make my own schedule. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot There's a lot of freedom there. And probably the coolest thing is you get to have, like, a really deep relationship with with um, your clients. clients. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I always wanted because I always, like, was really opposed to the kind of transactional type work. 
you know, like I really enjoy people. I really enjoy like a lot of the relationships I have. And, did, did and you, you're doing a good deed. Like you're you're trying to help somebody. Yeah. Financially. Yeah. Stable. A lot of people are like, oh, you're going to do coaching and you do that. You're like a servant. I'm thinking back about like, I don't know if that's like, yeah, that's kind of helping someone. But like, I would like really want to help someone like, yeah. for like long term. I just want to help them in like this little like, because I kind of felt like, dude, anyone could tell like, tell them how to do technique or like you can almost learn it on the internet I felt like you yeah. know so I was just like that's not going to be really that fulfilling and like and that looks just like being on tour again so I definitely don't want that yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just kind of yeah you just kind of really go to did you rep for a little bit though? no CJ never... did oh so I did take this one job for a little bit <laughs> and it was basically like I did. I took the most obscure job because I didn't want anyone to know who I was. I didn't want. I just wanted to be like, just the random Joe and just like learn sales and learn how to like relationships with people when they were like totally denying you and like, no, you can't come in here. Like, don't. Like, we don't want to talk to you. You wanted to get that under your belt. You wanted to get that experience of, of like of, of hearing no and we don't just, need your services or your product like, or whatever. Just kind of like grinding and just kind of like trying to figure things out. And what, then, what was it? You know, sell, selling valves and fittings, like high pressurized valves and fittings. Crazy. That was in the movie, right? I think I remember. Yeah, that. I don't know. Was yeah, it? I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it was. Well, yeah, I mean, because I, yeah. I remember your that. Yeah. and it was a great job and it was in the in it was uh in the it was actually timmy tim current's father-in-law no way a great guy it was, was super locked they were like they were so rad to me but it was a time where i just had to go like dude there's re really a time in life that you got to go dig ditches and it's like dude you're gonna learn a lot yeah you're gonna hate it it's not gonna be glamorous no one's gonna know about you and but you gotta go do it yeah you know and, and I mean, coming from a pro athlete at an early age of being, you know, you kind of had yeah, it easy. Silver yeah. spoon. Silver spoon. Yeah. Like you didn't really Pampered. have to work. I mean, and again, surfing is a job. Like, yeah. you know, when you're getting paid and the, whether it's contest or sponsor, you know, like yeah. it's, it's stressful, but it's what you love to do. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's, it's you're lucky that when you, you grew up with blue collar mom and dad, mm -hmm. right? And they were Christians, right? And mm -hmm. they taught you not to take money because you're an amateur, right? Mm -hmm. So those those things that you were instilled early on yep. have have stuck with you. Yeah. And also didn't, you know, because pro surfing, right? Like like you said, it's a job, but it ain't a job. You're yeah. you're like traveling the world, you know, eating the best foods. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're. Yeah, it's a, it's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Yeah. yeah. And and you're get you're getting you're on a party bus. Dude, the ego's getting fed. Yeah. Flipping chicks are talking to you. Yeah. The ways were good. You and know, foods. people are feeding the freaking. The reality check yeah. of of like, you know, coming to that party train coming to an end, but here you are. You're still like telling yourself you you want to experience hardship through selling valves <laughs> well, yeah i mean it's like there's just certain things in life that can only be learned through yeah. like getting your hands dirty yeah. can only be learned like people think oh i want to learn this lesson i want to learn that like oh you want to know like what's 
like you're gonna have to go in the impact zone. Yeah. There's yeah. there's only one way to learn. You know. Yeah. I mean, pain's there for a reason to to help us realize a lot of things. And yeah. it's like. And everyone wants to skirt the pain, right? They want yeah. to go around it. They don't want to like confront it. Confront they don't want to deal it. with it. They yeah. don't want to, you know. So. The easy way. I yeah. mean, you know, they want that easy Dude, red staple button. Give me the freaking medicine. Yeah. Give me the. <laughs> but, give me the. Give me the whatever it is, so yeah. I don't have to deal with it. But there, but it's very few. Not just in surfing, but most sports. Like, there's very few that like retire just off. You know, like off. It's a winnings. small percentage of that. Yeah. You know yeah. that. You have this life and then you just work off endorsements or your personality or you yeah. go and communicate, you know, like there's definitely jobs yeah. that are suited for certain people. But, you know, when you're, you know, coming off and it's like, okay, what's the backup plan? Like, yeah. what, what's your passion? What are you going to do? You know, yeah. like what, what, how am I going to yeah. support my family? Yeah, you got to figure that out. There's a lot, sure. lot going on. Because, you, you know, you're a smart guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to think so. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> and, you know, when, when you were... When you decided and not told anybody you're gonna quit, what did you think you were gonna do? Um, I didn't know what I was gonna do, but I was smart enough to know that hey, look, I gotta pay all my debt down. I gotta, I gotta keep this like so bare bones that it allows me to learn, grow, and face a lot of things that I needed to face, and. Um, and I did, and it wouldn't force me to go get another job. It wouldn't force Give me you a to like flexibility, no. a little more freedom. It wouldn't force me to go in that lane that I was like, I gotta get out of this lane. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens is you like if you don't like if you don't, and not everyone's able to do this, but if but I knew like I had to set these things up so that I so that I was able to do it. Because what if you don't set it up, you're just gonna go to the easiest thing, which is gonna be surfing. Yeah. Which is gonna be okay. I'm gonna get off and I'll go straight into like whatever, yeah. whatever marketing that or team management, whatever it is that you could. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like, dude, I'm, I would just be trying to ride off my name or trying to ride off like these these things, and I just would never learn the things that I needed to learn. Because to be honest, like you're Damien Hopkins, you could probably reach out to a dozen brands, yeah. and they would like, dude, we'll we'll bring oh, yeah. you in, and yeah. like you're a great asset to any organization, you know. But at the same time, you're like, that's not, that's just, that's just, that feels like another band aid. Yeah, that's just, it feels like another thing that I would just be trying to write off, you know, my name. That's discipline, dude. That's, you're, you're talking a lot of discipline. Cause like you said earlier, you, you have a big name. You could use your big name and like coaching, like you said, coaching or starting a surf school or you could still do all that, but you, didn't want to do that you wanted to learn something that can yeah i just i just felt like dude i had a lot of growing up to do too and just like really really try to figure out a lot of things for myself and like in 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 this kind of this journey i was on and i just didn't want to take the easy way out yeah so you work for a financial advising company now i work for yeah what's it called it's freshwater financial okay yeah it's right up in Lucadia. Um, I love doing it. The guys I work with are like so smart. I learn so much from them every day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. And it's and it's funny because it's something that I never thought that I would see myself doing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of weird. But then that was like, but that was the strategy in the beginning. Is like, hey, look, let's set these things up so I can explore a lot of things and really see what 
I what I don't want to do and what I do want to do and not just like dude it's almost like I don't know why I'm thinking this but it's almost like when you have that girlfriend and you're like dude it's convenient it's easy but you know there's something way better out yeah. there but you just kind of settle Settling. with you just settle and I just yeah. was never the the person that just wanted to settle yeah. I wanted to like challenge myself yeah so yeah. are you guys like uh, advising in like Stock market, money market. Yeah, it's, it, it's individual wealth management. Yeah. So it's you know, I mean, we have a, we have a couple of small companies that we, we we do the four hundred one k for them. But in general, it's mainly just individuals. That's cool. Small business owners. Um, well, just how important that is. I mean, you know, coming from you know your young twenties, you're making pretty good money. Yeah. For compared to anybody else in their young twenties, you know, and like you said, you had a fourteen year run like on tour. Like, it would have been nice to have these guys in your pocket at 20. Yeah, it, I know? mean, the, the fortunate enough, I was, I, I did have enough discipline, enough structure to, like, know these certain things. Yeah. You know, set up my own business, um, you know, contributing every, every year, maxing out my contribution. So, I was in it, and I did it, but I could have done it way better. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah. and that, that's probably what you know helps fuel your fire today of like helping people totally get in a better position, you yeah. know, and so much rewarding. It's like, dude, I, you know, I learned from experience and this is, you know, and that's what you're relating to. So it's just your yeah. brother that rep for Salty Crew. Yeah. You never rep for Salty and, Crew. Yeah. And, and he, you know, he was, he's, uh, you know, he has a, a stake in the company. That was all him. You know, I was more just the cheerleader cheering those guys on. Yeah. And, and even, and I'm sponsored by him now. Unreal company. I love all the guys there, but we love it, them too. it was kind it was for me, it was more like, Hey, look, I don't actually want to be a part of it right now because it's when you're starting a company like they just know and you're starting something, it's gnarly and there's a yeah. lot. And like, I wouldn't be able to speak into him if, if I was part of it. Like, I actually had to be removed from it because then I could, no ulterior motives, nothing, just be like, dude, you guys are blowing it here. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. Or, dude, right on. You guys are hitting it on the mark. Like, and not that they, they really listened to me. I just was like, I love the guy so much. I wanted to see so much that we kind of had to wait. And CJ and I kind of had talked about this. Is like, hey, well, when, when, the, when the baby gets a little older, that you know, then we'll bring you in. But right now, let's just like let's just keep you outside of it, so you can kind of help speak into it. Yeah, and that's, that's cool. Kind of how it was. Yeah. So uh, you were there though when they first kind of conceptualized the brand, and and you know. Yeah, and that was you know it was mainly through CJ's perspective okay. and CJ's kind of thing, and then as I became better friends with Jared, I kind of learned understanding his perspective and uh, and really just try to love on the guys, you know, and just cheer them on and not. Like I was kind of just a cheerleader for a while. Yeah, just like you so guys was got it, this. Was CJ? Uh, did you introduce CJ to Jared, or they knew each other? No, before? I don't know who introduced them to each other. It wasn't me though. Okay. Yeah, because CJ knew Jared before I did. I have to go back on that salty crew episode with Jared, and I think he talked about how it that early and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought you were always involved. No, I mean, I think a lot of people did. Um, and I was involved, but I was involved on a, a level of just strictly wanting them to succeed. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. They and they big fan. Yeah, they've had an amazing freaking trajectory. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, it's in, it's so awesome. To this, and, to you know, yeah, they've become a big brand that's ringing the register for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm just stoked that they let me hang out and still. <laughs> Give me take you to Alaska and, and let me jump close. on a couple of trips Hell and yeah. take me fishing. Yeah, they've been a huge blessing in my life. Those guys have. Been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we you know again we work we work for brands and and and, and it's you know we we work with a lot of surf shops and you know retailers and we're just like we're just we're big cheerleaders to the yeah. to the industry and, yeah. and the fan. You know, like it's it's really hard because you know we're all here to compete and you know get ring at the register and stuff yeah. but it's like you know this you know salty crew and you know supports all of our friends there and they're yeah. all cool yeah. peeps and then same with the quicksilver guys and billabong and you know you know we have all these friendships throughout and it's kind of like you just want everybody to kill it yeah you know totally and i felt like even that was an even another factor on why i wanted to step outside of surfing so then i could even just love on all those guys and yeah. love on everything that you know the industry has yeah. and never and be able to just because sometimes you get a little jaded when you you think like oh, i should get my piece of the pie and then all of a sudden like your expectations are met and then you're like eh, you know this industry is yeah. messed up and i was yeah. like i never wanted to think that way and i never wanted that so i just felt like dude if i don't own anything if no one owes me anything i could just come in on love on Love on the Ruka guys. Love yeah. on all the guys that like. And by, by Pat Tenori and the whole Ruka thing is I love those guys. Yeah. They're so awesome. And and there's a lot of things that I just really love about the industry. And I never wanted to like get jaded by that. And I never wanted to. Because it is easy, you know. Especially when you don't, you don't think you're getting what you're worth or whatever. And I just didn't want to. I just love surfing and I love the industry too much to want to like mess that up. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's too late for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys are screwed. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it, it is you know you. Well, wanna... I mean, I think that's what this podcast is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just a way to like you guys just love on the industry, tell stories, totally. and just like it's just a full give back, and that's that's kind of how I view it. What is Damo writing these days, dude? I you know what, uh, Duke. Ipa? Ipa. We just had him on the podcast. Shaped yeah. me aboard, like randomly did me aboard. Like, cause I, dude, I went, oh my gosh, this is funny. Like I went to the extent of like going, hey, look, I don't even want any boards. I don't even want any fishing gear. Like all this stuff that I hold so dear, I didn't even want. And I just was like, whatever someone gives me or whatever someone loans me or borrows me, that's what I'll use. And because then I'm not so attached to like my board I got this perfect board or like, and it would allow me to like use other things and then like just kind of whatever happened. So I went through a stage, I was like, kind of gave most everything away and then like, you know, and then, um, and just using all this different stuff and really not, you know, surfing good, but, um, and then, but randomly some people would be like, Hey, can I do your board? I'm like, dude, I would love that. Can you do me a board? And Duke shaped me a board and I love it. That's and it's awesome. such a fun board. It's like, it's the, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't really get many boards nowadays, but, oh, shoot, I gotta go pick up my daughter. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, we'll wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just pick it up. Savannah! Hi. Oh, sorry, I was late. I gotta go, huh? No, you're good. Okay, were you waiting? Yeah, I would too. Okay, thanks. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Love you. 
Dude, yeah, I gotta do this. Yeah, um, gotta be gotta be responsible. Yeah, she's got yeah. work at, a little bit after this. Too. Okay, dude, that, we'll just cut it off here. Yeah, well, this we, we can go all day. But we didn't talk about the, the wave pool and dude, all this stuff doesn't, must not have mattered. Yeah, must not have mattered. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll oh, the episode too. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No, we'll we'll do a follow up for sure. Yeah, yeah we'll do yeah. a follow up when you have some more. St- Stuff to talk about, like with what you got going on, dude. Yeah. I think we, I think we can talk all day, really. Yeah, I don't think we just begun. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, this is episode one with Damien Damo Hobgood. Yeah, buddy. Um, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you got responsibilities, dad responsibilities. Yeah. But yeah. dude, thank, thank you for you. your yeah, time. Thanks, thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. Hey, um, say something to your brother. Like he's keep dodging us. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> CJ. All hey, right. you too? <laughs> you don't even think of my calls anymore, dude. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade Shade Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.